You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you had a great weekend. We got a lot of stuff to cover today because, as you know, the Bachelorette finale is tomorrow night, but the Bachelor is already starting up later on this week, if not very beginning of next week. We'll get into that momentarily, plus we um, some of the women for the, Bachelorette, for the Bachelor next season are already in L.A., so... We've got that, we've got some Big Brother news, and maybe go over some NFL from today, which was wild and wacky. But uh, like I said, we will get to that momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by First Leaf. First Leaf makes it simple to discover new wines that you'll love. They learn your tastes, then deliver quality wines right to your door. Sign up today, and you're going to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com. Slash reality Steve. That's T R Y F I R S T L E A F dot com slash reality Steve to get your first six bottles for thirty nine ninety five plus free shipping. Also, this podcast brought to you by Athletic Greens. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash realitysteve. All right, let's get going. We know that the Bachelorette finale is tomorrow night. However, got some stuff to go over right now, and one thing I want to cover is, as you know, I've been doing the daily roundup since July 11th, I believe was my first one. So we're a little over two months into the daily roundup. And I know that not everybody can listen to the daily roundup, but on the days where I write a column, I try and summarize what is in the daily roundup in the first portion of my column. So while I have, you know, Mondays and Fridays, I usually don't write because there's no, you know, I don't, it's usually recap Tuesday, reader emails Wednesday and podcast Thursday. But when I have had a podcast Thursday that has had some information in it, I will include it in a column because I know some of you can't listen and some of you that listen only, you know, only listen and don't read the column and some of you can only read the column and don't want to listen to podcasts, which is fine. So it is all out there. I do cover it in both on Mondays and Fridays. It's strictly podcast. If it's big enough news, you know, it will get in the column, but I it will make a column like tomorrow there won't be a column because there's no show tonight however or there wouldn't normally be a column but tomorrow there will be a column because I am going to cover some things in regarding um, The Bachelor so I want everyone to keep that in mind as we know tomorrow night finale for Bachelorette and you know we're going to see i mean the, the biggest question and the biggest thing that everyone wants to hear from is tino and eric we know that uh, rachel and tino have broken up that has not changed and as far as the eric status like i said 2 weeks ago i had heard that they were still together but i have no idea what's going on currently with gabby and eric makes me think, like I said after last week's column and the, the stuff that Amanda came out with, um, it'd be really hard for me to see if they were together, but it's Gabby's choice ultimately. If she wants to stay with him, she wants to stay with him. She's probably going to get a lot of shit for it. 
I personally, if I were her, probably wouldn't, but it's not my decision to make. It's hers. So if she chooses to stay, that's fine. I, if if she does and they are still together, my guess is they probably don't last very long. But And that's not wishing any ill will upon them. I just think there's too much there. I think there's too much, too many red flags and too many instances already with the high school blackface picture and what he said to Amanda before he left and everybody that's defending Eric and saying it's not a big deal. And they all seem to be focusing on he did nothing when he got back and he only sent her one text and he hasn't been approaching her. And nobody's arguing that. We're talking about what he did pre-show. And when you say the things that he did and you write the things that he did in the text message about what you were going on the show for, how can you not question the guy's sincerity? He might have gone on the show and done a 180 and been like, oh my God, fell for Gabby, unbelievable woman. But again, when he's telling some other woman the exact same thing and saying, hey, I want you to wait for me. And then she says, no. We all know that if Gabby didn't pick Eric, Eric would have went running right back to Amanda. You know, the only reason they broke up was because she dumped him because he expected her to wait for him. And she's just like, no, you can see it in the text messages. So personally, but, you know, like I said, it's Gabby's decision. It's not mine. I just think it. she'd be better off. Uh, Gabby's Gabby is basically the way to look at it. The way I'm looking at it is Gabby's star is on the rise. She's on Dancing with the Stars beginning tonight. She's gaining in popularity. She's approaching a million followers on Instagram. Someone, I think she's in the 700,000s, but she'll reach a million after Dancing with the Stars, my guess is. And I just think, why is she just going to bend over backwards for this guy? You know? She's going to have options. If I guarantee people are DM sliding her right now, whether it's athletes or television people or people that are C or D list celebrities, like she's got options. Does she really need to bend over backwards for Eric Schwer? That's the question I'd ask myself. Is it worth it? And maybe it is to her. Maybe it is. Me as an outsider, just looking at it, it just doesn't look like it should be. So the other thing is, you know, we're going to be talking about this and breaking down what Tino says on the After the Final Rose and what Eric says, and we'll get a final, you know, conclusion of where they're at and what they say on stage. But we're going right into Bachelor filming, per usual. I mean, this is roughly, I mean, I know people are just like, oh, my God, the Bachelor's filming already? It's like, yeah, it films in September every year for the last 10 years. This isn't anything new. It always films the week that the Bachelorette finale airs. Well, actually, it's usually Bachelor in Paradise is ending this time, and then they go right into Bachelor filming, but always around like the, you know, the 20th, 21st, or whatever. But so tomorrow is the, uh, today is the, uh, what, the 19th? So we will have the announcement officially by them, but it's going to be Zach. Um, I have heard that tomorrow night on the After the Final Rose, Zach is going to be meeting probably five of his women. They've done it before in the past. They've never done it with The Bachelor. They've always done it with The Bachelorette where they bring out five guys. I heard that Zach will be meeting some of his women uh, tomorrow night. It's going to happen, so mark that down. And that means that the women's bios for Zach's season are going to be coming this week, which is always a busy day for me because they usually release him at like 3 in the morning on the Facebook page, and I spend all day 
getting last names and getting their Instagram accounts so you have them and you can start stalking them because that's what people do. So you can find out what they liked 17 years ago and you know all that stuff that you guys love to dig up. So I'm just going to get last name, their Instagram handles, and then anything I can possibly find. I usually don't do any sort of digging on them. It usually comes to me. Um, so with the finale on Tuesday night, my guess is it might be released that next morning, like early Wednesday morning, but we just never know. It might be released early Thursday morning. It might be released Friday morning. We just don't know. But expect it Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday because I know that there are women already in L.A. set to film. And um, I also know that some are still co- still on their way and they haven't left yet. So go figure. I guess, I'm guessing the women that are set to film are uh, already out there because they're going to be on the show tomorrow night and they're going to meet Zach. Then... There are others that are showing up later, obviously. So my guess is it's probably going to start. My guess is filming will start Saturday or Sunday. That's my guess. If it starts Saturday, Jesse Palmer will not be part of ESPN's college football coverage this weekend. That's for sure. Hell, if it starts Sunday. No, yeah, it could start Sunday and Jesse could still be on college football on Saturday because then he would just fly out, either take the red eye out on Saturday night because he only has to be there for the rose, you know, for the limo entrances, which wouldn't be till late Sunday night. So he'd have all day Sunday. So he'd have plenty of time there. But I, I don't know. It's Saturday or Sunday. I don't know any locations that they're going to yet. Um, when I do, I will let you know. But obviously, they're going to start filming at the mansion in L.A. and usually three to four episodes there, and then they start travel. I don't know any travel uh, yet. But tomorrow, I will have something on my site in regards to the Bachelor filming and I will put that I'll have it in my daily roundup as well and then I'll have it on the in the column um, in addition to that so moving on to big brother last night we know that Taylor one head of household she put up Turner and Brittany and basically well Monty won power veto they showed it last night I don't know who he He's obviously um, going to vote, and that won't vote won't be till live on Thursday. There's no episode on Wednesday because the two-hour premiere of Survivor is on Wednesday. So the the thinking is, does he vote Turner out or does he vote Brittany out? Taylor wants a final three of her, Monty, and Brittany because she wants to be in the final two with Brittany because she knows she can beat her, and she's always wanted a final two of two women. But Monty, I think doesn't like Brittany and he's going to have to somehow be convinced by Taylor to bring Brittany to the final three. But I don't know. I mean, this, this is up in the air. I, I don't know. One thing that I did realize from watching last night, and maybe I'm the only one that does this. There's gotta be others, right? So I'm watching the show last night and there are so many times where conversations are happening and it happened so quickly that I literally have to rewind to, I heard what they said, but processing what they were going through and who they were referring to and what the scenario was, I have to rewind it. Like, perfect example, Turner is in the bathroom with Brittany and he says to her, I had to go back and write it down because I was like, this almost made my mind melt. He said, you're trying to get me to vote out my friend using our friendship as the pitch so you could then beat Alyssa if she stays, which would then be to kick out your friend like that when he says it in the moment I heard it all 
yet I couldn't process what the hell he was talking about. And I, 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 even now, just breaking down that sentence, you were trying to get me to vote out my friend, which was Alyssa, and because Brittany voted for Taylor on Thursday, Turner voted for Alyssa, Monty broke the tie and evicted Alyssa, right? So that's what I mean. I just, <laughs> so, some of these times I just, I have to rewind because they're talking and obviously they know what they're talking about because they're living it for 72 days or wherever they're at right now. But as a viewer, even though I have tuned in every Sunday, Wednesday, and Thursday this year, it just gets so confusing sometimes on who's siding with who. There's been so many alliances and whatnot. But basically, it seemed like Brittany was lying. But I just can't remember why or who. or <laughs> I'm so confused. And I'm, I'm really confused on who Monty is going to evict. I don't know. Something else that happened in Bachelor Nation last week, and it involves Caitlyn in addition to oh, it was the it was the night it was the night she had her wine launch at Target last Wednesday in in Dallas Fort Worth area. She did a live that night from her hotel room and I didn't see it, but someone messaged me about it and I guess she let somebody on the live that she thought was a friend and it ended up being some dude who had his junk out and put his nuts on the camera. Well, the same exact thing happened to Kelly when she did a live probably a couple months ago, maybe two or three months ago. Earlier this summer, Kelly did a live. She invited somebody on. She thought it was Kelsey. And the guy did the same thing. I, that one I actually saw because I was, <laughs> I was on the live and I was watching it. And yeah, this guy just butt naked has his dick out and then bends over and you can see and he just puts his nuts right in the camera. So there's literally an IG streaker that's doing this. And when I asked around, apparently he's doing it to a bunch of influencers. I didn't see who did it to Caitlin, but I'm guessing it was the same guy. The same guy that got Kelly that apparently has been doing it to other influencers. And I'm like, how is he getting away with this? And, you know, I've done lives before where I invite people on and we've done Q&As and stuff like that, but this guy apparently is impersonating their friends. He's pretending he is someone that they know, and they're accepting him, and he comes on, like I said, with Kelly. It seemed like it was Kelsey. He, he impersonated Kelsey Weir, Kelly's good friend, and then the guy comes on, and he's butt naked. I don't know who he impersonated to get on Caitlyn's, but clearly it was somebody that Caitlyn thought was really that person. But Jesus... Do people have anything better to do with their lives? Seriously. This guy's gotten two people from Bachelor Nation. Oh, someone else told me he he got Serena P, too. She got Serena Pitt at one point. So that's three from Bachelor Nation that he's gotten. And then apparently he's gotten other people, like other influencers as well. Like, good God, dude. Just get a life. It's probably the same loser that makes up Snapchats like the... uh, the uh the Eric Snapchat and the Nate Snapchat. Remember the they, they create the Snapchat so he can get girls to send him nudes? Like what a loser. But you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> He's going he, you can't take a screenshot of his of what account it is because it's clearly it's fake, but he's he's using other people. 
He's not just using the same one every time and getting on, pretending like he wants to ask a question. He's impersonating their friends. Also, last week, did any of you download the iOS 16 on, or, or, is it iOS 16? On iPhone? Yeah, iOS 16. What? T- this is a game changer. If you have on iPhone downloaded the iOS 16, you now can unsend texts and you can edit texts. You can unsend within two minutes of sending it and you can edit text within 15 minutes of sending it. Which is pretty much what the Twitter is going to look like when they get it universally uh, when it's out. And they, I know certain Twitter accounts are allowed to edit right now, but it looks like that's what it's going to be. So on, if you don't haven't downloaded the iOS 16, first off, do it. Secondly, basically, if you send a text just and you screwed it up and you want to just delete it, you just hold it down and it says undo send. And then you hit undo send within two minutes and it disappears. If the other person has iOS 16, they'll never see that you sent anything. If they don't, it says if they haven't updated their system, they'll probably still see it. Um, on editing, if you, you do the same thing, you hold it down, you click edit, you write your new text, and then, you're, and, and then it appears as the new text. And then the other one, the person on the receiving end, sees that you edited it because it says the word edited underneath your text. And then you, if, they, if they click the edited, they'll see your original text that you sent. So it's not like you could send something and you know, claim it never happened. It's still there. They can see it. They just, you know, it's basically done for spelling errors. But that's a game changer. I can't wait till Twitter does this. And I can't believe it's taken this long to put in an undo send for texts and an edit button for text. Isn't that crazy? It's 2022. How are we just getting this for the first time? But I'm so glad they did. I mean, that is an absolute game changer. So go download the iOS 16 for the iPhone, assuming you have an iPhone. It is great. I've used the edit button so many times already. And I've actually unsent a couple texts. Nothing that was like damaging or anything. Just like, ugh, I don't feel like writing that. I go write writing that, um, or I just screwed up, and I'm just like, oh, I'll just unsend that. So, yeah, go download the iOS 16 uh, software update for for the iPhone. Oh wait, is it? I, let me double check. Is it? It's iOS 16, right? I just got to double check. Um, yeah. General software update. Yeah, 16.0. Go do it. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up with this. What a crazy day in the NFL, and it was all based on comebacks. I don't know what it is that some teams just don't know how to play with a lead. First off in the morning, you had the Ravens up 28-7 and 35-14. So they were up by three touchdowns twice, including in the fourth quarter. At home against Miami, and they got outscored 28-3 to in the fourth quarter by the Dolphins, and they lose 42-38. That was an absolute travesty. And no thank you to the Ravens for making me lose that bet. The Jets were down 30-17 to with less than two minutes left. And so many things had to go wrong for the Browns to lose this game, and they did. First off, they were... It was 24-17 Browns, and Nick Chubb goes around the corner, gets a first down, decides to score a touchdown, which, great. You're up 30-17, to kick extra point. You're up 31-17 with less than two minutes left. Be really tough to lose that game. Well, number one, if Nick Chubb slides and stays in bounds, the game's over. Jets had no timeouts left. Browns could have taken three knees and won the game 24-17, but they don't, okay? 
30 to 17, they're up. Kicker misses the extra point. Okay. Jets still need two scores in less than two minutes with no timeouts. Blown coverage. They get a touchdown within literally the first 30 seconds of getting the ball back. So there's like a minute and a half left, and they're down 30 to 24. They still have to recover an onside kick. They do that. Then they still have to score again, and they do that, and they win 31-30. You suck, Cleveland. Anyway, and then the final one, Arizona down 20 to nothing at halftime to the Raiders. You're like, oh, geez, you know, another blowout. Kyler Murray pulls it out of his ass. They win 29-23 in overtime. And I just want to say this. I'm a big statistics guy. I like stats. I know that Josh McDaniel has always been a hot name in terms of offensive coordinator, but let's face it, the early returns of him as a head coach, not great. He's only been a head – this is his second time as a head coach. He was the head coach of the Broncos in – I forget what year it was, 2007, 2008. He started out 6-0 and as a head coach. His career record right now is 11-19. and so that means he's 5-19 and as a head coach in his last 24 games. He started out 6-0 and with the Broncos, and they finished 8-8 and that season. So that means he finished 2-8. and Then the next season, he started out 3-9, and and they fired him with four games left. Took him 14 years, 14 years to get another head coaching job, and he's already 0-2 with the Raiders, including this debacle yesterday where the guy couldn't hold a 20-0 lead at halftime at home. I don't get it. I mean, and Nathaniel Hackett of the Broncos, just more boneheaded blunders as the head coach. He's he's a laughingstock on social media for how badly he's butchering games and his decision-making whether to kick field goals or go for it on fourth down. He is so clueless right now. The Broncos are lucky to be 1-1. One one. That was one of the ugliest 16-9 wins you'll ever see in your life. So they've got issues. The Raiders have issues. I don't know how the the Ravens – Blew a three-touchdown lead in the fourth quarter at home, but they did. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, we'll be back again tomorrow. And don't forget, anything that you're interested in in regards to the ads, the First Leaf or Athletic Greens, if you don't remember the codes or anything like that, just go to the episode descriptions in Apple Podcasts and click on the links. It's a landing page. brings you right there. So thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. And we will be back tomorrow with another episode. So until then, see ya!